San Diego County grocery workers have joined a growing call to authorize a strike. The United Food and Commercial Workers Union has an expired contract and is demanding salary increases. While the vote doesn't necessarily mean a strike would occur, it does indicate to the management that negotiations are reaching a critical point. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lori Weisberg, you cover hospitality for the Union Tribune, and that includes grocery stores as well. As there is an ongoing labor dispute, why don't you explain why are the grocers threatening to strike? The bottom line is their contract, their existing contract, expired in March, and they're rejecting the latest offer from the supermarket chains um, as falling too short. There's um, very small wage increases, as little as 1% increase for some workers. Um, they're concerned about health care benefits. Um, they feel some some workers have to work more than two jobs. Simply put, the, the they've stalled on those negotiations, and they're thinking this strike authorization vote may spur uh, more more progress in negotiation. And let's get the lay of the land a little bit here. Um, can you tell us the size of the union? This is seven different locals of the United Food and Commercial Workers, and it spans from from the U.S.-Mexican border all the way up to north of Santa Maria um, and points north, so even broader than just Southern California. And that's about 46,000 workers. Mm-hmm about 7500 in San Diego County to give you some perspective. So these are this is a lot of employees in the grocery industry. And what stores are unionized? So this is Ralph's, Vons, Albertsons, Pavilions. These those are the basic stores um, those chains. And also, what would happen if a strike were to occur? Um, nowadays, with fewer labor unions, strikes aren't as common as they were in the past. That's right. And just to point out, there it's been 16 years since the last supermarket strike, and that lasted four months. That was a really big one. Uh, so, yes, you're, you're right. The, the companies themselves may have trouble uh, finding employees to sub in because we are in a very tight labor market and these these jobs are in demand and not all of these are great paying jobs so that that would be that would be tough and then on the other hand you also have to think about well you know consumers who don't want to cross picket lines there's not there's plenty of choices that they can go to should a strike occur mm-hmm. and you know i remember in your story you said that over time the number of unionized grocery stores has decreased so now the majority is non-union right Exactly. And just to, just to give you an example, because, I mean, we all know the places we go to, Costco and Walmart each have about 14 market, 14% market share. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. And then you have a whole bunch, and you've got the Trader Joe's and the Sprouts, but you also have a lot of ethnic uh, food markets like um, Super and Bayarda Supermarkets, Asian uh, markets that have also um, entered the marketplace. So there's a lot of... Um, business to go around. And, and like you said, they're, they comprise more of the majority now that the supermarket chains do not where they did, they once did. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of hard to make an assumption here as to who has the upper hand, because if it's hard to find people who would work and cross picket lines, it's hard to say who would win in this argument over a potential strike for either the businesses or the unions. Yeah. So as blustery as the unions are sounding right now, I mean, they don't, they obviously, they don't want to 
to, to strike. This was just to authorize their leaders to strike if need be. Um, I think they're thinking that this may give them some leverage. They're also planning, they don't, they're not saying when, but they're also planning some kind of economic protest short of a strike, like asking shoppers to boycott certain stores. So it will be interesting. And, and as I talked to one analyst today, he said strike authorization votes aren't that uncommon. Sometimes they lead to a strike, but other times they don't. Basically, it's like the first warning shot in this negotiation, right? Exactly. It's telling the companies, look, we really are serious. If you didn't think we were serious before when we walked away from negotiations, our members are really serious now. And do you have a sense that um, some of the complaints about wages in, in the new contract are likely to go through? Because, again, this is relatively low-paying jobs in areas that have higher minimum wages. So it's different from other parts of the labor market. And that's part of the problem because some of the workers are making about $15 an hour, which is about where the minimum wage is going to be heading just under state and local legislation. So they feel, the leadership feels that they need to bump up as the minimum wage in general goes up. Shouldn't those workers be a cut above? Um, and and they're, they're claimed that some, a part of the offer is offering some workers no more than 1% increase. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know of any contracts that kind of accommodate for that rising minimum wage in these cities? Uh, I, um, I don't know if the contracts per se account for that. I, d- I did just recently cover um, hotel workers strike and they and against the Marriott uh, hotels, and they did get you know a decent bump up in, in rates. But it's um, it's it's I don't know how these other contracts might account for that in the minimum wage. I do I do know that in the restaurant industry they're trying to bump up their workers as the minimum wage goes up. Mm-hmm. And what's your sense of a timeline for either the contract or a potential strike? Like how close are either side to some form of action? So I guess we'll know next month because there's there's already three sets of dates all the way going all the way to the end of July for these negotiations. So it'll be interesting. The first set is July 10th through 12th. So maybe we'll get an idea after that first set of negotiations if progress is being made. Uh, I I guess that maybe they'll go through the end of July to get a sense of whether they're going to walk away and start a strike. But that'll be our guidepost for determining how close the sides are getting. Mm -hmm. And are there any kind of extraneous factors playing into this negotiations besides the kind of odd position in the labor market right now? I'm not so sure if there's other extraneous factors other than, as we pointed out, a change in the landscape of the industry, that the supermarkets have to be very conscious of how they lost a lot of customers last time, and it took years to build up that customer base again. So I think that's a factor they have to pay attention to, that do they really want to struggle with building up their their base again, because that's that's exactly what could happen, because we... We as shoppers probably won't have a very hard time finding other places to go to get our, our produce and our staples if, if there were a strike and we want to avoid crossing a picket line. Mm-hmm. And also, things have changed in those 13 years. You can now order groceries on your phone. There's the partnership with Amazon and Whole Foods when they purchase them. So it's a lot different than it used to be. Right. You could you could just go. Maybe it's easier to go on the web and rather than cross a picket line, just go on the web. But, but you could, even doing delivery, you could do it without having to go to a Ralph's or a Vons. Certainly interesting how the labor market is changing right now. Lori Weisberg, thank you so much. Thank you. In other business news, 
San Diego State University has hired the Clark Construction Group to build SDSU West. This is the same company that built Petco Park. The contract to build the expanded campus is estimated to be nearly $170 million. Plans for the site include a football stadium, parks, retail, a hotel, and a river park. The land sale isn't entirely complete, however, as negotiations are ongoing. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Try out some of our other podcasts, too. Our ideas and opinion team hosts the conversation, which features interviews with newsmakers and experts about San Diego news and issues. Our sports department hosts Hot Lava about all things Padres. To see all of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.